Hey, everybody. This is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and he is... Chris. And Chrissy is, as always. We are here today to talk about some winners of the NFL Draft. From the rounds two and on, we covered first round last week, and this mm -hmm. week we're going to be talking about a few players uh, from rounds two through seven, and then a couple of uh, veterans, you know, some veterans we like that that were impacted by the NFL draft that just happened. Boy, does it seem like it, it why does it seem like the draft happened a month ago? A lot of, lot of coverage. That's why. <laughs> a lot of new, a lot of content around the draft. Justifiably so. I'm not going to lie. My last week seriously feels like it went by. It took a month to go by. And yet it took about five seconds. Dang. I know yeah. that doesn't make any sense, but that's how my, <laughs> that's how time works in my head. So how are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing amazing. Having a, a, a great day. Uh, excited about the format of today's show. I like mm -hmm. the fact that we included a vet at the end there. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm excited about uh, all of the guys I get to talk about as winners today, but I'm also looking forward to the losers portion of the show next week because I think this is all going to be very week. valuable, very valuable uh, fantasy insight, uh, especially on the dynasty uh, tick. Yeah. Um, so we we got we got our like we already brought up. We're talking about some some rookies this this week. Um, I, I'm I got to say that a lot of mine are more dynasty focused. So if you're looking for some more redraft, you know, but these are all names that kind of just, just shoving them back in your brain and, I mean, you know, it's the dynasty just, time of year. So it, it is, it is, but you know, some of these, oh, like a lot of these names are just like, in case these guys have a good week or something, you can be like, I remember those jokers talking about those guys. Sure yeah, maybe absolutely. Just, Take maybe a chance should, at the end like, of your draft pick or pick them up during the week, uh, during the season on waivers. Absolutely. Good, good yep. names to keep in mind for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But first, we got a couple of news things that we need to address here. The first is the Lions cut, or I'm sorry, they waived Carrion Johnson, and the Eagles picked him up off of waivers. Man, I got to say, I, I love this for DeAndre Swift. I freaking love this. I love it for Swift so much. And 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 even to a lesser extent, Jamal Williams, too. Like, I mean, it's more sure. or less just those two guys. It I like I looked at the names behind them those two and I'm like I don't know who these guys are, right? Yeah, and I don't I don't I'm not gonna sit here and pretend just and also we just got done with the draft too but I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I know every NFL player but usually when you come across a name that I haven't seen or heard of I mean that's a pretty deep dive right there. Fair. But, fair. So DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, man, the Lions they just drafted Penny Sewell too. He might have to bump over to right tackle for at least this season. But even then, with a a guy that talented, mm. it shouldn't be that big of a deal for him mm. to move from left to mm. right. Um, I I love this man. I mean, DeAndre Swift. You might remember, and if you forgot, that's cool. That he was RB eighteen last year. Do you oh, remember I that? Forget. I didn't forget. No, no. Cool. Not at all. And he only played in thirteen games too. Um, he finished with twelve point eight points per game, half PPR, of course. Um. And it was a bit of a roller coaster ride, but he was also like he was getting kind of some limited usage in some games because he was also fighting for carries with AP, the aforementioned carry on Johnson. And I, I feel like with just with them slimming down their running back room to just these two, I think that that shows a huge vote of confidence for DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, too. Like he he had some fantasy relevant games in Green Bay, too. Usually that was when Aaron Jones was hurt. But, you know, it's not to say that, I mean, how do you feel 
what do you think about this? Is DeAndre Swift like the one-two guy, and then is Jamal Williams on third, or are they just going to rotate in and out, and you're never going to be able to kind of tell whatever? I, th- I, th- I think you're on the right track. Uh, I like to put it this way. The uh, releasing of carry-on uh, and the so far no mention of AP coming back, uh, I will say that is one trepidation I have, keeping in mind he's still out there and he's got a, a history with the team. Secondarily, um, the receiving core worries in the lid. But I'm still on your side in that I agree with you that it, uh, what was I saying? It, I like to look at it this way. It makes the picture more clear. Removing him from the situation and knowing does. I have two talented guys to take the role. I'm not saying it's going to be a 50-50 split, but Jamal Williams is was signed for a reason. He's a talented dude. He's actually a really good backup. Like he, not only does he fit it in the mold of a, he can do it all, but also like the personality. He's a, like, it's actually really he's loved team by his teammates. He's yeah. He's loved it. by his teammates, coaches. He's an easygoing kind of happy. He's got a great smile. If you haven't ever seen him in person or a you know, photo or video. Um, what are you making he, a dating video for this yeah, guy? Right, like, right. So I think he, I no, I'm saying he just fits into the running back room very well. Like you said, that running back room is virtually thinned out to two, right? So now, now I'm, ha- yeah. I'm really happy with what Swift's going to, the piece of the pie that he's going to get. Cause no, I don't believe it's going to be 50, 50, even if it's 60, 40 on the negative side of things for Swift with, with, uh, I think his, I think his efficiency is even going to be better. However, I'm probably yeah. more like a 70, 30 guy. Maybe I, I think I just, I just, being a, I could see it being a two to one with Swift being the, the, primary guy there i just i still i just think jamal williams is the perfect backup i think their their running back room is clear now that is the best way i don't to put think it. he's going to be a backup i think right. he's going to be more of a role player and and i think we keep i think our opinion keep raises on raising on golf this offseason and i've been trying to hold out but they've got a defensive-minded coach i think this is gonna be a run attack I think Goff is going to fit well with the play action and taking the load off his shoulders. And you're right. Even, I think even a 70-30, I think the volume in the run game is going to be there for Swift. Yeah. So. so now let's look at the other side of that coin with Kerryon Johnson getting picked up by the Eagles. I personally, like, I have, I was already kind of down on Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. and this just shoves him way, way down in my book. But not only did they, not only did they pick up Kerryon Johnson, but they also drafted Kenneth Gainwell out of, I'm sorry, Kentucky, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Memphis. Memphis. Sorry. I, I was, I knew I was, I, was, I, I knew I was geographically close. Wrong um, blue and wrong tiger. I think. Yes. No. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, so like the, it seems like the Eagles are definitely looking for a type of a guy that kind of can kind of do it all. You know, like they have now they they now have four guys that can kind of do it all. Right. Maybe Boston Scott is not the power guy that, that maybe the other the three might be. Of, he's the smaller of all of them. Exactly. He, exactly. Smaller than but Miles, I mean, yes, this is going to be one ugly mess of a backfield. I have I have I just have that feeling. And personally, I don't want to go anywhere near Miles Sanders. He might be the most talented. But. You know, it might be Kenneth Gainwell too. You know, like I and and honestly, for dynasty purposes, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was just like, oh, redraft. You know, don't really like Miles Sanders for dynasty. You gotta hate this as a oh, Miles Sanders manager. You know, I was gonna it, say it just like it tor- completely torpedoes his value. I was gonna say kind kind of an opposite 
not an opposite approach. I was just going to say, even from a dynasty perspective, you have to begin to worry now. I'm not saying it's torpedoing it. I'm just saying, now what are you going to do? Wait a year or two? Because now we're looking at a coaching staff that brought these guys in, these other backs. Now we're looking at a quarterback that neither me or you believe in whatsoever. I know well, I'm a Cow- I know I'm a Cowboys here, fan, so I can be biased against the Eagles. I, but I, I think I think we need to clarify is that uh, I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan. I'm not saying that he can't succeed. I'm just I'm not trying to ride the fence here either. Like I'm not, I'm not a big fan of his, but I'm like I th- I if he were to be like okay, you know, I guess I think he's a career I, backup. I don't think he's the answer. I think he's. Gone I think so too, but I'm like I'm not. You know, like I he definitely belongs as my third quarterback in a. Superflex league, but we're talking about Miles Sanders and all these guys, mm-hmm. not Hurts. Um, but no, I just yeah, I think I, it's I, I think the sip ship the sip I think the ship is sinking. The sip is sinking. The sip I just took of my drink has already sunk. Uh, but no, I think I think <laughs> I'm down on Philly along with you. I thought torpedo is a bit of a strong term. Uh, I think redraft. Really? Much, I, I think me and you are on the same page in redraft. However, I think dynasty. There's still some value there. What you can do with that value at this point, I don't know. I really don't. Maybe I, make I maybe make a move in next week's draft. I don't know. Rookie dynasty. I kind of don't think so because I mean, so Miles Sanders was like kind of sitting up here with you know Boston Scott getting some play action and everything. Oh, they yeah. draft Kenneth Gainwell, brings it down a little bit more. Bring in Carryon Johnson. I think now the goal I mean, line. he's been torpedoed, torpedoed, man. They they completely blown up his. At least in my eyes, I don't and, want to have anything to do with it. And you Miles have a running Sanders quarterback with Carryon Johnson, so there goes your goal line for Miles. Okay, okay, and and I and I bring this up because once and like even in a year now, Miles Sanders might not even be with that team. And that's he's what just I'm saying. In, yeah, and that's what that's why you think he might still have some values. That I'm just saying two things. I'm saying the coaching staff turns over any in one year or two. Probably two. One is too ambitious. They just, they just got rid so of you their have to wait coach. two years. You have to wait two years. Wait, but they just got rid of their head coach. That's what I'm saying. There's been teams that have fired their coach after another year. Uh, Arizona mm-hmm. Falcons, maybe? It's happened. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying you're probably looking at two years, and the quarterback mm-hmm. and the coaching staff is both gone again. So do you want a piece of that pie? No. But you've got him on your dynasty roster already. I think there's still value there. Either the coaching staff turns over in two years, or like you said, he goes elsewhere this off season or next. Really, that's your only hope. I and, think they're going to give this this coaching and he staff is still a good player. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think that. I, yeah, I guess I think I feel like with the injuries and everyone's kind of seen that there's poking some holes in his game. Um, yeah, yeah. For I sure. feel like no. this coaching staff is going to get a little bit of a leash here because. Mm-hmm. They're, I don't know if this coaching staff is married to Jalen Hurts. I think they, I think it was mainly more the front office. They're like, what if we just waited a year and for unquarterback? Phillies, well, it they seems like Miami that have a ton of picks in the first two rounds of the next year or two. So the, again, in 2022, they're going to be right up there at the, assuming Jalen Hurts fails, they're going to have a high pick and there's a lot more, there's talent coming. So it could be a one year thing. And then maybe, the running back room thins out a little bit in 2022, and now we're only talking a year in Dynasty, and the coaching staff isn't bad. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yep. salvage what you and can in the Dynasty world. and redraft. I'm moving him down for sure. Maybe Miles Sanders is the last man standing if the other three get hurt or injured, or, you know, injured or something, and and we all look like a bunch of fools. Fools, I say. Uh, and, and he wins championships for you. He's healthy at just the right time. Watch it. I told David you so, Montgomery and you'll be like, no, it doesn't count. He was hurt all year or something. I don't know. Yeah, no. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on to our second bit of news here. And this is a real small, this is kind of a small bit here. 
But Alejandro Villanueva was signed by the Ravens. And you might yes. be asking yourself, uh, isn't this fantasy football? Why do I care about that? Why should you care? Because Alejandro Villanueva was a top 30 tackle last season per PFF, of course. And he joins the other top 30 tackle on the Ravens offensive line in Ronnie Stanley. So Villanueva might have to move to the right side, which maybe not the best option, but man, that makes them for some pretty good bookends. And I think that's that this is definitely going to help Lamar Jackson, give him some time to run or give him some time to throw, maybe give him some room to run. And even more so, it's just like it to me, it adds to my JK Dobbins love. You know, I, I, I already liked JK Dobbins and sure, sure. you know, I don't mm-hmm. like Gus that Gus Edwards is there, but that's fine. I'm willing to deal with that. Don't forget just I just want JK Dobbins to have um, a little bit more, um, a little bit more, um, some more touches this season, you know, mm-hmm. with um, Mark Ingram being gone. So I don't know. That's that's all I wanted. To, I just want to touch on that real quick. Love JK Dobbins. I love him. You loved him before. L- love him even a little bit more now. You know, yep. So upgrade the offensive line, boost the running back. So boost the whole offense. AK Dobbins, aces in my book. I'm in a different spot with Dobbins, but we can get into that in another show. But uh, overall, the offense, yeah, overall, the offense. I'm, uh, I'm, it's, you know, like they say, tide raises all boats, something like that. That's definitely on the bingo board right there. Uh, Let's, let's move on to you. Let's move on to your first guy, who is Rondell Moore. Okay. Uh, so this is gonna be surprising. Uh, oh, absolutely no one. Yeah. Right. Let, let's just get <laughs> let's just get my Rondell Moore love out of the way. Uh, uh, what but. I do like about this pick actually is it will be polarizing, um, especially when you start looking at it from either a redraft or a dynasty perspective. Uh, so wide receiver Purdue Cardinals took him in the second, the 49th pick overall. Uh, I jotted down the listed weight, which listed height and weight, which I don't believe is accurate at five nine one eighty. Although I'm sure the one eighty is accurate. He's only twenty year old, twenty years old. That's very important to mention from a dynasty perspective, especially when you're talking about the six, seven, eight, ninth spot in a rookie dynasty draft. Where do you go? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more here in a sec. Uh, let me be. Uh, so I already touched on that. Let me be clear. This is more of a dynasty take. Uh, because the situation is a little more murky in redraft. Uh, he's got an ADP of the 107 in uh, rookie dynasty draft. So uh, for those who don't know at home, that's the seventh pick overall in the first round. 1.07 is how you list it. Uh, Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah, go for it. How do you feel about that? If you were sitting there with the seventh pick in the first round, would you take Rondell Moore? Yes. Um, you, you heard my big sigh. There's a little bit of reluctancy there, but I think that is more of a product of this particular draft in, as far as rookies go and that okay. seventh or eighth spot, which, which is literally where I'm at in my own draft. It's would, like a move up or move you, down spot. Would you rather have Rondell Moore or the guy I'm about to talk about in just a second, Terrace Marshall? Probably more. The... Better okay. name for I'm me. Sorry, I, I just just kind of gauging your interest. So keep no, going. Good. Sorry. Another good name to throw out there is Bateman. That would be the cl- the closer one of the two for me. I might go Bateman, mm-hmm. but okay. again, that's where we're at is the 107 in uh, in uh, Dynasty ADP. So my okay. my positives here about the player and the destination are 
first of all, uh, as I touched on already, this is more of a dynasty thing than a redraft because I'm not so sure that there's an offense out there that is more suited to put this guy into the correct role than the Cardinals. Maybe you could argue the Saints, um, who have has had uh, Darren Sproles on their roster, uh, who th- uh, flourished there. And I know that's a running back, and Rondé Moore is a receiver and a very accomplished college receiver. What? The Saints kind of have a Rondell Moore right now in um, that real small guy. Special teamer um, guy. Uh, something Harris. I can't remember his first name. Agreed. But yeah, he's super, he's super maybe? fast. Maybe not maybe. as big as Rondell, like as far as how, like, how yoked he is. But, you right, know. Right. But speedy. I mean, yeah. But speedy. Yep. Small, very small, speedy guy. Mm-hmm. And remember, Cardinals are, no. are, are the team. They're going to run three and four wide the most in the NFL, especially four wide, which is mm-hmm. a bit of an oddball in today's pro-style offenses. Um, but remember, this pro-style oh. has shifted a little to be more college-like. And in particularly, the coach of and the offense coordinator of the Cardinals uh, Kingsbury. Uh, so I just, I see the marriage between, um, Kyler and Rondale Moore being great for years to come. No more is not going to take the spot of a Hopkins or a true outside alpha number one. No, that's not what he's meant to be. However, Kingsbury did not draft Christian Kirk. Me and Josh are Christian Kirk fans. So this actually hurts a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think Rondale Moore is a rich man's Christian Kirk. Uh, and ironically in a better body, like just a, Epic athlete, folks. I know the height is deceiving, but you don't understand what this dude can do with the ball in his hands. And when you hear that, you think more gadgety, but he's a very accomplished receiver, too, along the lines of a Tyreek Hill. Solid hands in a sprinter athlete body. What did you say he was? his height was listed, listed at? It's listed at 5'9", but I don't believe it. I think it's closer it to 5'8". It might five, be 5'8". I think it's closer to no. 5'7 than it is 5'9", but it's probably 5'7 and change. Well, I feel like we talked about it a few weeks five, ago. 5'10", so... And yeah. I'm looking at a picture of Tyreek Hill right now, and that dude is just ripped. Again, ridiculous. Just you got to remember when people talk about athletes. I say people, us, uh, draft, draft nicks, draft analysts, uh, in particular, pro- player profiler people. Uh, there's different archetypes of amazing athletes, including an offensive lineman who's you know six six three fifteen and just quick as heck on his feet, or a Rondale Moore, five, seven and a half, one eighty five. Not only is he, mm-hmm. he's got that low center of gravity. He can fricking uh, squat. I don't know what it was. 600 pounds. It shows explosiveness. It was like 700. Yeah. It was shows explosiveness in his lower end. Yes. His hips and his butt folks, his legs, they, they will explode him forward on the field to play uh, all the way to, you know, your Megatrons and your Kyle Pitts, those long lean athletes. They're all over the place. And this guy's going to be great. Yeah, and I think um, it's something that I'm sorry if I wasn't listening that maybe we need to be very clear here is that you're talking dynasty. You're not talking. I hit on it a couple times, um, but no, it's good to hit it home again for sure. You're definitely not talking like redraft this year. Maybe not this year, but it could be like, you know, say AJ Green goes by the wayside after this year. Maybe Andy Isabella does as well. Christian Kirk kind of sits there in limbo. I think he's on his uh, last, last year? year of his contract. He's like in the is. contract year. As, he a, is. as a second round player, I believe, if if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, I believe we are correct in this one. So I just wanted to make sure that folks knew that it's like, you know, the, Chris loves this guy. Um, I, I, th- I think that he's just a slightly smaller Tyreek Hill, you know, that, that sort of dude, which is cool. I just, I don't know, like I like for redraft this year, I'm just really just kind of like, I think that there could have I been think a you, much, I think you'd rather a much, 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 much better situation than he could have landed into mm-hmm. than Arizona. 
but you know, I, I worry dynasty it, usually mm-hmm. dynasty, you're not usually drafting, especially in the first round. You're not usually drafting, you're you're drafting. Not, especially in the second half of the first round. You're not re- usually drafting for a player that you're going to play this year. You're drafting for come the up and coming potential years. traits and potential. Let's, for sure. um, yeah, all right. Were you, were you done there? I was. Yep. Okay. All right, cool. Let's move on to my first guy. Like, as I mentioned is Terrace Marshall guy. I personally love, he is one of, I don't know how he slipped to 59. I really, really don't, but he landed in Carolina, which maybe not the greatest situation, but after the in, Panthers, in let wide um, receivers in front of him. Yeah. But after mm-hmm. the Panthers, let Curtis, uh, Curtis Samuel get signed by the Washington football team that I like, I don't know. I kind of like it actually. And I mean, it gives Sam Darnold, um, another, um, whom we'll talk about later, another weapon. And I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't write this. Oh, I did write it down. I mean, he unofficially unofficial, of course he ran a four, three, eight 40 in his pro day. And he's also six three. He's only two oh five. I'd like to see that kind of like get bumped up. I and when we talked about him pre-draft and everything, I really love this dude. And he could definitely be a one, especially if they wanted to move on from Robbie Anderson after this year or even the year after. And don't forget, folks, that the Panthers did run a lot of three wide receiver sets too. Oh, they fairly really run a ton this year. Speaking and, of the Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, and they and they rarely yeah. use their tight end um last year either so my next guy that i'm going to be talking about is their tight end that they drafted but i don't want to get ahead of myself here mm-hmm. i just like I, and and the i guess the only guy too that, that the other the other bump in the road is that the panthers just did sign david moore away from the seahawks but he's a real small guy he's just a small speedy dude speed so yeah, yeah. and i think that's i think uh david moore is going to be he might be uh, sitting ahead of Terrace Marshall in the depth chart right now, but I think maybe by halfway through the season, it could easily be um, Terrace Marshall sitting there as wide receiver three. You could you could definitely see him being the, in there in end zone packages, short yardage situations, mm-hmm. a guy to, to be there, a big tall guy to be there for jump balls and whatever, especially in the end zone. So I, I really, really like him. Um, I also think that, you know, just to further more, just to further downplay David Moore is that he's never had more than 45 receptions in a season or more than 444 yard, 45 yards. You could argue that that was because right. he was stuck in Seattle. You could argue that. And, and, stuck and behind two be, very good receivers. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and you would, you wouldn't be wrong, but I just don't think that David Moore is really more than just a, I go fast in a straight line guy. I think David Moore is a, is a depth signing. I think David Moore is the type of signing you have before the draft to make sure you don't have to force yourself into taking a receiver because you're comfortable with starting him at your three or your four. I couldn't have said it better myself. So, and if Terrace Moore were to, if they, or I'm sorry, Terrace Marshall were to actually kind of, if they could get him to hit the weight room and bulk up a little bit, he could, he could definitely become in like a couple of years, could become their number, their wide receiver one, you know, like very I don't think easily. it's out of the but, realm of possibility. I'd still lean DJ Moore. But, uh, right. right. God, yeah. How yeah. Many and I was, are I was, there? <laughs> more Moors. We need more Moors. Spe- more speak of the devil. Moors. I've got Roger another one Gidell coming gets, up in a Roger second. I'll get on the phone and be like, is that guy's name? Uh, last name more? No, it is now. We it need is more. I thought Moors. you were going to say that. I don't more. want him. Goodbye. Click. Michael Moore. We need you in the NFL. 
Um, I can only yeah. play long snapper. Fine. Signed. They lose the I'll Super Bowl. Off for you. <laughs> I don't know why I just gave him a bit of an English accent because he certainly doesn't have one. But anyways, so okay, yeah, Terrence Marshall. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would be taking him a, 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 ahead of your Rondell Moore, and I and I didn't look up I didn't look up a, um, rookie ADPs for any of my guys because I I did it earlier. I don't know. I mean, it's it's I I, I feel like I've, I, I okay. So I'm I knew I'm new to Dynasty. I'll admit it. But I feel like dynasty drafts are kind of more dependent on the league than they are because you're draft you're usually drafting more of your what you need than what am, am I wrong here? Then you're than right. Actually, similar to the real life NFL you, draft. Yeah, I mean, the, the if first... you're sitting there at the top at the 101 in a rookie mm -hmm. draft, yeah, mm -hmm. you're taking best player available because you're need the best player. But when you get halfway through that first round, yeah. you're probably more drafting like, man, I really need a running back over a wide receiver. Yes. I'm teaming with receivers. I don't need another receiver. I'll reach for a running back at this point. For sure. You know, even though fantasy or, or, or vice versa, you know, you're like, man, I got all the running backs in the world. I, I really need a receiver. Or I need a receiver for in like a couple of years. So I'm going to mm -hmm. reach for this guy, mm -hmm. you know, or I need a quarterback now. I'm in win now mode. Like I, I'm a quarterback away, you know, like, I, my quarterback situation was terrible last year. Like I, no, I see the right. Trevor Lawrence. Similar, similar to the real life NFL draft is a breaking point. Meaning, if you're in the real NFL draft, usually within the first, let's say three fourths of the first round, you're drafting best talent available. Yep. But very quickly, those those, uh, you know, those first round talents run out. You start hitting 15, 19, 20 players, and you're like, okay, now those guys are gone. What do I need in the yep. second round, third, and on, and on? And yes, to a point, talent, uh, or I'm sorry, best player available meets need, and that's when you have a great pick. But for the most part, best player available uh, in a dynasty uh, rookie draft, yes, it's more like the first, like you said, about half of the first round. Maybe more on a good year. Yeah, I was going to say, it also depends on, on draft class, Let's, too. Here, here's a great analogy. Let's put it this way. Usually when I'm stuck at 7, 8, 9, because I often am, because I'm as we've discussed, I'm next year's champion. I can't just can't get over that hump. So I'm always you're, competing for the playoffs. You're the Bills. We get, yeah, we get exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. So my draft pick is a little bit later. Uh, I have managed to get a really good receiving core with those picks. The Chris Godwin sure. of the world. Um, I, forgive me, my memory's failing now, but that's usually where those receivers fall to, and I've got really talented dudes there. I feel less better about that this year. Yeah. So. All right. So why don't we keep rolling because we're kind of running along already. So, Chris, who's your next player? Uh, I think we'll do more and more. I've got Elijah oh, Moore. More and uh, more, please. <laughs> more and more. Uh, wide receiver, Ole Miss, Jets, second round, 34th overall, so early in the second round. Uh, 5'9", 185. His ADP uh, for rookie drafts right now is 203. Uh, so that's the third pick of the second round. 21 years old. Uh, his last season, he had 86 receptions. 1,193 receiving yards, 13.9 average, eight touchdowns in only eight games. Uh, he's the Jets' new slot receiver. Crider is going to get cut uh, or maybe restructured, but he's on his way out, like I said. They would save uh, $10.375 million against the cap uh, because only a very small portion of his contract is guaranteed this year. So, yeah, he's probably on the way. He's like their highest-paid player, too, So for whatever that's worth. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love Jamison Crowder. Like he's been pretty, he's been pretty darn good when healthy. It's not impressive. So is his salary in the terms of a slot receiver. There's only like two that are higher paid than him, and they're better than him to be clear. 
but he's pretty darn good. Okay. I agree. Um, so Keep this rolling. is this is the type of receiver, uh, kind of like uh, Marshall, Terrace Marshall. We were just talking about. Um, he's kind of kind of hit that breaking point in a rookie dynasty draft where you're looking at these running backs that are left. Where you're going to continue to go receiver because there's just a huge chunk in ADP of these receivers going in the second half of the first, beginning of the mm-hmm. second. You're going to take him uh, over like a Michael Carter or maybe another guy we'll talk about today, Trey Sermon. Where where are you at in that area of the draft as far as rookie? Ver- I'm sorry, as far as receiver versus running back. It depends on my need, but usually, but I, and I'm going to talk about Michael Carter here in a minute. Yeah, no. This I is... think I'd ra- I think I'd rather have Carter, just because you can find, like, wide receivers are out there. You know, like right. You're taking the uh, you're you're probably you're probably that you have depth. You're at probably receiver. okay at wide receiver. If you're picking in the back half of the first round, you're probably okay at least at wide receiver. And you, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you can ever really have enough running backs. So God, I think man, I'd rather go rich. Carter. Well, eight for. And you and you like Carter better than Sermon. I worry about Carter. Jets, right? Um, I, I'm also, not in love with them, but I love the situation. I think a situation is perfect for him at the Jets because you you really hate Coleman, and hey, justifiably so. I'm not going to sit. He here hasn't. Defend. Tell me what. No, I'm not going to sit here. Tevin Coleman's done. No, no, I'm not going to sit here and defend Tevin Coleman. I just I just think sometimes people can be a little too dismissive of veterans that are in the way, especially early in season. Again. This is the dynasty angled show a little bit because of the time of year. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. So, 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 I'm on your side there. So, uh, no, I, I, I can't sit here and say I like Elijah Moore as a winner and not say that I don't like Michael Carter. Right? I just, I think, I'm, I think with Elijah Moore though, it, it, mm-hmm. like same with same with Carter, is that they both come into a, come to a team because they're coming to the same team, but there's yeah, exactly. there's room for them there. Like there's room for production potentially this year with them. You know, there'll be opportunity. There's no doubt these players there will be opportunity. I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think, I think that they're like, and, and, and I like, I don't know if, especially in redraft, I'm probably not touching him in, mm-hmm. in, in draft. But, you know, if he, if he has a week or two where he does really well mm-hmm. and it looks like he's kind of clicking with Zach Wilson, sure. I mean, I Dynasty, think, yeah. So I'd, I'd just rather have Carter and Dynasty just because running back. Because of positional scarcity, period. Exactly. That's that's why I'm pushing you on it. I'm leaning a little more receiver at that slot, and I'm leading no, that's a little cool. more these type of players. Elijah Moore, I really like this kid. He's he's going to be a great slot in the league. Uh, but that's it, all I've can got you on. Remind Moore. me where? What, can you remind me where he came out? What school he came out of? Ole Miss. Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, a lot of good receivers coming out of Ole Miss. Is he the one that did the dog peeing thing and the and got suspended for it? Ooh, Pretty sure about, he is as a touchdown that. celebration. Yep, it, it was him. That wasn't an NFL guy. No, it was Elijah Moore. He did like he scored a touchdown. He got on all fours and, and then lifted his back leg like he something? was peeing, and he got suspended for like a game, I think. In hindsight, missing games for COVID, I kind of feel like that's a dumb reason to get suspended for a game, don't you? I mean, there's players out there accidentally hitting a quarterback in the head, kind of, and getting like suspended for the rest of an important game, and you're like, ah, oh, come on. Okay, all, all I'm saying is college needs to work on the rules a little bit, but we're trying to protect players, and peeing like a dog is not cool, I guess. <laughs> My virgin eyes have never seen a dog go to the restroom. So correct me if I'm wrong, the coach in, in Jets is the old uh, San Fran defensive coordinator, right? Yes, and their like offensive been... coordinator. 
Okay, go their ahead. offensive coordinator was the quarterback coach for San Francisco or assistant OC. I feel like so, some of these moves are are suggesting a more pass heavy attack. To be quite frank, why I don't think it be? Michael. Because I feel like if you're a defensive minded coach, you want more run. You want to possess the ball. It's not all. On, it's not always on the defense nope. on the head coach though, too. That's what I'm getting at. But again, the San Fran has the best running attack in the league. The best run scheming. The, the San Fran schemes the best run plays in the league. Pans it out. Okay. Shanahan. So I would assume the quarterbacks coach of San Fran has a bit of that philosophy with him. However, some of these roster moves I've seen suggest otherwise, because I think San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback that can, with the flick of the wrist, bomb the ball. That's, 60 yards. that's what I'm getting at is the so, fact that Carter is not suited well for a three down role. He's more of a complimentary pass catching back. The fact that mm, Z- Zach, no, w- the fact not that necessarily Zach, the fact that Zach Wilson has a very live arm. I'm excited to see what they do coming out in the first few weeks swinging. Honestly, I think it's a little more. Pass. Maybe they, maybe they're not. And they're just, they take it a little slow. And then all of a sudden, That's what they, uh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're, they realize they need to uh, put some points on the board. Yeah. I think they're going to have to, because their defense looks like it's not going to be very good this year. And that's a so, fair assessment too. Yeah. Um, are we good to, are I'm we good, good to roll with, no All more right, more? we're good to roll with my guy Tommy Tremble. His, la- okay, his last name is it more? I'm sorry, we're gonna have to skip him, sir. <laughs> Continue. Dang it. <laughs> well, we're still gonna talk about Tommy Tremble. Um, this is the Carolina Panthers player again. Not a Panthers fan, but um, and this is this is definitely a dynasty move, and this is like a late dynasty move yeah, too. Yeah. Even it's, more so like, than this- we were talking about with the others. I mean, he was, he was a lot. Okay. And this falls into this category. Like I heard this on a podcast, um, like a, a month or two ago about okay. just because a guy didn't, wasn't necessarily asked to do something in college doesn't mean he can't. And Tommy Tremble falls in right, right into that category. He didn't get a lot of work at, um, Notre Dame. Do he did run a four, six, 40. Played, do you remember where Calvin Johnson played football at in school? Calvin Johnson? I have yeah. no idea. Georgia tech, Georgia tech runs like oh, a freaking wishbone. I, I dude. that. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah, and Demarius and Demarius Thomas. Go ahead. Right. So, like you said, doesn't mean they can't do it. Yeah. Th- just because they, they weren't asked to doesn't mean they can't. He was, uh, he was mainly a lot of a blocker. And I saw some reports that he could be more of like an H back. Like they could move him to like fullback, have him catch the ball, kind of think more of, of like a Kyle use check sort of dude. Sure. But I think like he could definitely be a tight end. I mean, a four, six 40, um, especially at six, three, Ooh, you wow. know, that's not terrible. Absolutely. And, that's and at the tight end position as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, at like, and, like I said, this is total dynasty dart throw here with this guy. But if he were to kind of like up his receiving game a little bit or show that he can, and you know, yes, there's Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas in in the way in his way in the depth chart. But with him being with him being a pretty darn good blocker, he could definitely be in in there a little bit more often for sure. Um, just as a blocker. And then if, you know, you do a little chip block and then you go out, uh, go out for a little route and catch the ball and show that you have some decent hands and you can make plays, you know, this guy could easily turn into, you know, like a, a fantasy a Gronk or something like that, you know, like and he's not as big as Gronk, but still, you know, like he could turn into a decent tight end. And I like the guy he's, um, it's just like he doesn't. There isn't a lot of film on him actually catching. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not seeing how his production that I wrote down here. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he only had 35 receptions and 401 yards in two in two years of college play. I'm about to say that's but, a career, right? That's a whole college career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that doesn't. But I mean, that that's, that right. doesn't necessarily say that he can't. It's just that Notre Dame didn't use him in that role, or I don't even know if they really used a tight end as far as a receiver at all. So they they, they used to be known for that. You know, you're, exactly. Uh, you're, uh, but. Charlie Weiss, maybe when he was the Rudolph, coach there. Rudolph, no, Ru yeah, Rudolph uh, was a good tight end out of there. Uh, didn't the Bengals guy come out of there too? Right about <sighs> the, that time. Anyways, it's a name to it's a name to put into dynasty players' heads. Tommy Trumbull late in the draft. You need a tight end, like say you got a Travis Kelsey entering the lat, like you know, potentially the twilight years. Potentially, you know, has only a few years left. You got a Tommy Tremble sitting there on your on your team. If you have a taxi squad like our our league apparently used to have, you know, good guy to just kind of ride, just ride the pine there for a year or two. See if he has any, see if he, see if he has anything in the tank. And if he doesn't, well, you know, you didn't really lose out much because you didn't put a lot of equity into him. So whatever, you know, fair. I, that, and Tommy Tremble, who's your next guy? Uh, my next guy is Trey Sermon, running back, Ohio State Niners. Niners moved up to 88th overall. That's in the third round to get him. He's six one two. This was an odd pick for myself or for them. For them, not not for you. I'm not going to besmirch your picks. Well, I think that I think that shows why he's on my winners list. He's he's going into a situation where his skill set suits perfectly for the zone blocking scheme that San Francisco runs better than anybody in the league. Does it? Uh San Fran can scheme just about anybody into this offense and get them to produce on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Having said that, obviously he's not the number one in the depth chart, maybe not even the number two, but they did move up to get him and Mostert is often injured. Um yeah, I think this is a great move. I think it's a great dynasty pick. Um, what I like, I do actually, I do like his ADP at three, three Oh two. So that's the second pick of the third round. However, I heard, you know, through the bushes, whatever I've been hearing like late first, I, I that saw could, that in, that I just saw that in a, a ranking. Mm-hmm. That's way too high. I'm sorry. Like well, when you said that he's a perfect fit for the 49ers, the, the in their zone blocking, usually mm-hmm. they want a fast guy back there. And Trey Sermon is not fast. Well, uh, tell that to Shanahan, who moved up to get him, I think they want a little more size, perhaps. Yet a guy who can still stick his foot in the he ground, big, and, and hit the hole. And I guess he did run a four-five-seven. I mean, he's not going to win a race with um, yeah, Raheem Mostert. A low, though, but, a low or high, should I say? Uh, yeah, that's a little concerning. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have faith in the personnel department. Uh, third round is nothing to sneeze at as far as investment in a running back nowadays. Um, you know, obviously the concern is there's a running back it could could potentially be a running back by committee you know do you want to play that whole game i i personally kind of ducked out on a particular trade involving a different committee approach and a different team so i would not blame somebody for taking that into account but i think this again this is dynasty flavored show i think you see what this guy does in the mm, first dynasty. half of the season and <laughs> very good flavor and and go from there because i think i think he fits the scheme well and i think most dirt I don't think they owe most or anything at this point, except maybe running him into the ground. So watch out for that. Uh, they'll move on. This could be the kid that they move on to. Okay. And, and if he, if he's there at the end, again, I don't like that end. Of, I don't know. I think it was, the I ball. have, okay. This is according to the yeah. fantasy football calculator. As of right now, his 
ADP yeah, is three hundred two. Yeah, that's what I. That's where I got mine from. Three hundred two. So, so and that's fine. I like. The, I I'll like that. I'll, I'll pay up and take him in the second. I'll pay him. In, I'll take him at two hundred two. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd rather. I'll, I feel well, like I'd rather have Michael Carter, but that's just me. I think that's where the rubber meets the road with me and you. I need to do a little I, more homework on Carter because I'm. I'm not. Maybe there with would you rather yet. have. I think I'd maybe rather have Kenneth Gainwell, even though we just said that it's Oof. not a very good situation. Nope. I no. like I like the talent of Gainwell no, better I'm going, than Sermon. I'm going, I'm going receiver all day long there, over both those guys. I think. No, well, no, no. I'm I'm just saying like, it in like we're looking at their ADP. I would rather at 302. I'd rather have Gainwell than, and Gainwell is going ahead of Trey Sermon in ADP, rightfully so. I, I'll be very interested to see where Sermon goes in our draft, and if he goes in the first round, I might have to do an I told you so. I don't know. <laughs> I, I worry about it. I don't know if I want to be right about it, honestly, because I might want to get him in the second. But well, and here's the and here's the here might be the argument. You, you were the one arguing this. running back positional scarcity on our last guy. Exactly, and so, um, well, well, a guy we haven't even talked about yet, actually. Um, <laughs> um, and here's the thing too is that, and here's an argument that maybe Trey Sermon should go in the first round is that because. San Francisco rotates their backs so much and they, and I mean, it could be, it could be one, it could be, um, or he most one week next week. It could easily be Trey sermon easily. And then Jeff, you Wilson know, comes in to snipe your touchdown. And then here comes Jeff Wilson lumbering in being like, Hey guys, it's me, Jeff Wilson. Did you forget about me? No. Yes. Okay. Yes, well, I'm still the here. Wire where you've been for seven weeks. You piece of never mind. He's a great person. I'm sure. <laughs> not really I'm, I'm i'm just a dog turd that's for me jeff wilson um no i'm sure he is a good guy but anyways you know what i'm saying so like maybe mm, like do. and as, absolutely you know maybe if you are running back need like very running back needy like yeah maybe towards the beginning of the second I feel like might I'm be a always better. running back needy and i have zeke and uh, i think every i think every dynasty team is yeah, you know it's, it's so difficult so it's we'll, it's crazy when I was going through the the teams in our dynasty league. That it's <laughs> like, know, well, there, there's like one team that has like only four, and I'm like, dude, literally on their roster. I'm like, how did you let that happen? Like, I know I get flack for making a bad trade or pick up here and there, getting desperate and throwing running back darts, but God darn it, I need to throw running back darts because in dynasty you have to because they have yeah. such a short short a short shelf life. Well, wow. Said. Say that five times fast. No. Anyways, um, how about we move along here because yes. we're already running super, super long. Yes, sir. Uh, let's. What? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> no, I agree completely. <laughs> yes, sir, sir. <laughs> On to Michael Carter here. That's my. There this is go. my third guy. Um, we already kind of talked about him a little bit. He's a little guy at five eight and only two hundred one. Um, and he does have some issues when he's hit up high that he, and when he is, when he is hit, like sometimes he gets slowed down and sometimes he slows down a little bit before getting hit as well. You know, like right before contact will kind of slow down instead of like power, trying to power through it. Like he's going to slow um, down and, and here's, make a and, move. No, he just kind of like, you know, like he just kind of slows down and to initiate contact instead mm -hmm. of speeding up or trying to like really hit that guy. And here's the, here's the one big problem with them. And it's not that big of a problem, but you know, you'd think for a little guy, he wouldn't run a four or five, but he ran a four or five forty. That's yeah. not exactly the greatest. I mean, he's like small Tevin Coleman, really, you know, like 
the new uh, the jets definitely have a guy and it's tevin coleman ish esque you know like and again zone blocking from san fran scheme tevin coleman fits well in that scheme he literally just came from san fran uh maybe he could and and, i mean i mean michael carter he's a capable blocker too and here's the one thing that is great about him he forced 47 missed tackles in the 2020 season which is then to give you um how good that is it's sixth best in all of college football that's saying i mean for a guy who shared time whatever for a guy who shared time for a guy who shared time with a guy we're not talking about today javante so yeah yeah, Devontae williams and i did not love his situation that he went into it's like they they've had um Oh, fish. Oh, what's his Pitts- name, man? Um, uh, the guy you hate. The Broncos. I just play. Oh, Gordon. Yeah, I don't like his. Yeah, they have like Melvin Gordon, either. and then they have the next. And then, I mean, and I like Melvin Gordon, but he sure, as heck, Gordon. he sure as heck is getting the ball. So I don't like the landing spot either. No. Anyways, and but and also with and here's the thing with Michael Carter is that he does special teams work. So he I think he immediately has a spot on the Jets and he'll get some playing time and everything. Mm -hmm. And so therefore you could make a case that he should go higher in dynasty drafts because he definitely has um, like instant production written all over him. For this team, I'm just not but sure in the exactly. First round? Ugh. No, 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 no. Ooh, I know that. I I'm, but, so what you're telling me is you're taking a butt ton of receivers after the first two running backs in this draft. After the first two receivers in pits are gone, the first two running backs are gone. You're talking all these receivers, man. Because who are you, who are you gonna? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm complaining. I'm complaining. I'm looking. I'm looking at the ADP right now. It's yeah. it's two running backs, three receivers. Then Kyle Pitts somehow, two more wide receivers, Trevor Lawrence, and then Javante Williams. And I'm sorry, which pick is that? At at pick one to, at, at uh, ten, ten number ten. See, he's I tied. Just... He's tied for pick. One, he's tied with Trevor Lawrence as the one eleven. Rondell Moore's gone, right? At the one hundred eight or whatever. Bateman gone. <sighs> Bateman's gone too. Yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, I'm complaining. You know what we should do if we end up doing this. Uh... I won't tease it right now on the show, but maybe we okay. should do it. Maybe we should do an ADP show. Point being, uh, I'm sorry, where were we? Um, we were um, talking about Michael Carter and how he could potentially have day one value, yeah, and so therefore maybe he should go. Maybe he should go higher than the 208, but I think that's kind of about right. Maybe be, somewhere well, in the middle. I'd, of the I'd be willing round. to reach to the 201, probably. I'll put it that way. Okay, okay. I'll put it that ahead way. of Elijah Moore, then, huh? No, I'm probably taking Elijah Moore at the end of the first. Okay, yeah. Alrighty then. What's I, who's your yeah. number four guy that you wanted to talk about today? Uh, yeah, I want to push him pretty quick, uh, just because you know, we're short on time, and I think we're having a good discussion about ADP and and dynasty. But let me continue. Josh Palmer, wide receiver from Tennessee, goes to the Chargers in the third round, seventy seventh overall. Love this pick. Six two two ten. I like the situation because I think he's again he's going to have some opportunity. There's nothing wrong with a third receiver and a good offense. He's a Canadian mm-hmm. born uh, by Jamaican parents. Uh, he was actually a basketball player for many much of his high school uh, career and whatnot. Uh, he's great at high pointing the ball, like you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the typical you know basketball player turned tight end, but he's not quite that big. Six two two ten. Uh, so he's got good hands for the position because he played basketball. 
uh, suffered from inferior quarterback play at Tennessee. But we're looking at a wide receiver core where, you know, I don't feel so strongly about Mike Williams moving forward in the next year or two. Uh, We both love Allen. Uh, you got to accommodate for Eckler getting his targets, of course, one of the best in the league. But there's room there, and uh, we're Herbert Herbert fans, and there's no reason Mm. to believe that these picks that are being made now are being made with Herbert in mind. Because uh, they're going to be staring that contract For straight sure. in the eye in the next couple of years, and these are the types of things you think about with Dynasty. So Palmer could move up that depth chart quickly. Um, he's a traits player. Here, here's the thing. Here, here's he's, the thing. Mm-hmm. If Josh Palmer can uh, can um, improve his route running, I think he has the makings of being the next Keenan Allen. He's yeah. got good hands, about the same size, not about that fast, size. but mm-hmm. fast enough. You know, like just Keenan saying, Allen you know, Keenan Allen's not getting sure. any younger. Keen Allen produced more for sure. However, this third round pick of Palmer is a very good example of how in the real NFL draft, receivers very deep typically, and it's similar story this year. There is also, so can, I don't remember the this guy's is a name. Sec, this like, is like a second round player you could wait till the third to take is what I'm getting There at. is also, the, the, the one thing about Josh Palmer is that he's definitely going to be number four on this depth chart because there is a third receiver in San Diego that we constantly forget about who kind of flashed towards the end of last year. i do not remember his last name, his name oh, at all. It's I like Tyron Johnson or something like that. I can look up the um, depth chart, but otherwise I was done with Palmer. If you have anything, it's Palmer. Um, no, I just wanted to say that like, it's just because it, it's not going to be Palmer right behind. Um, Mike Williams, Mike Williams. It's, it's going to be this guy who I am looking up right Me about now. There. Who's there. Who's there. It is. I was right. It was Tyron Johnson. Boom. Score one for Josh. Okay. Anyways, have to look yeah, up. he he um he kind of came on. At, oh, they have a more on their team. Is it like a prerequisite that every NFL team has a player with the at last name more? At least if we if we talk about him in tonight's show. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's my Josh Palmer. If you want to move on, you got one more. I Besides, have two. Of course, well, I've got the vet. Of course, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I have Amon Raw St. Brown, and much like Michael right. Carter, I like his landing spot. Um, it's just it's more like he so he was drafted uh, at pick one twelve to the D, by the Detroit Lions. Of course, he's out of USC. Just wanted to just I, we've been kind of forgetting to to say what schools these guys came from. So you know, uh, I mean, whatever, it's fine. What I, I got it? I think I got him. I got all mine. Okay. Um. Anyways, his main, um, like I said, his main appeal is, is situation and opportunity. He's got Tyrell Williams and Quintus Cephas and um, Brashad right. Perriman in front of him. But, I mean, Quintus Cephas is not that big, and he's also really slow, like really slow, like a 5'7 slow. Oh, I didn't God. realize it was. Yeah, I didn't realize that. has that to be an slow. aberration. I mean, even if he's slow, that's almost like. The guy didn't click the stopwatch right or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I watched Cephas when he played at Wisconsin. And I was like, I don't that seems pretty slow. I don't remember him looking that slow. It doesn't matter. Whatever. We're not talking about Cephas. We're talking nope. about St. Brown here. Um, and his brother Equinamius uh, was un- ah. undrafted. Oh, there you remember you, the name sounds familiar now, doesn't it, does. it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, and they're and both of their full names are like 40 letters long seriously it's like five words 40 letters long it's crazy anyways i believe they're they're of egyptian descent to be quite honest um interesting i didn't know that i think so i think so i don't remember i don't remember anyways uh so 
Amon St. Brown, he did run, an, of course, unofficial, a 4 5 one, 40 time in his pro day. And he's only 5'11", mm-hmm. but with – I mean, I still like Tyrell Williams. He just spent all of 2020 injured for the Raiders. Um, he was pretty good when he played with the Chargers. Yeah, that's what – two three years ago by now so he's two or three years older but i still like tyro williams and if he can bounce back from his injury cool i'm just not a brashard perryman fan i'm certainly not a cephas fan but i i mean amon ross st brown here like i definitely i i think it could be a pretty solid uh, dynasty pick you know it kind of depends on you know injury like he's gonna yeah, have to play probably, out in front of him for sure yeah another situation he's pick, gonna yeah. he's gonna have to get some injuries to happen in front of him for him to Cor- maybe climb up into getting some playing correct time. Me if i'm wrong don't tyrell williams and uh bershaw perriman have like three thousand yard seasons between the two of them i feel like tyrell has two thousand yard seasons am i wrong he has at least one for sure we know of one if not two and then i think brashad when he finally whatever can't say he hit. Mm, I don't he think was, he has a. Th- I don't think he has a thousand. You don't think that that one breakout season, no. which was a late breakout no. season, was a thousand yards? Okay, I, no. I digress. When, when he was with the Bucks, no, it was the Bucks. Thank you. Yep, it was a couple years ago. Um. Anyways, I. I mean, like, I, I'm not gonna say Amon Amon Ra St. Brown is like a world beater or anything. Like I said, he's only five eleven, not even two hundred pounds. You know, mm. not the fastest guy in the world, but it's more of opportunity. That, you know, and who's to say in a couple of years that, you know, maybe he is all, like only like the slot receiver or whatever, um, which is which I'm sorry to bring up that point. He was slot receiver in 2019 for the for USC. And when he was like, he ran 88 percent of his, his oh, wow. snaps out of the slot in 2019. Yeah. And you know what he did that year? He had over a thousand yards oh, and six goodness. touchdowns. I like that. So he could he could easily become the the Lions slot receiver very very easily, and Jared Goff did uh, win um, oh, with Robert Woods and Cup. with Robert Woods and uh, Cooper Cup kind of mm-hmm. bouncing all over the field and but Cooper Cup mainly playing in the slot you know he was he really thrived um, Goff did throwing to Cup in twenty in the twenty nineteen season I love it so I love it that is I, a dy- I could that easily is a see St Brown dive, folks that's a so you see what now. Uh, that is a dynasty deep dive, folks. That's a great traits, uh, 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 college production, late ra- latest round. I mean, what's his ADP for goodness sakes? Like, that's a good pick. It's I like higher that. than you think. Just take oh. a stab at it. Third round, three hundred two. Oh, I already, I already know who the three hundred two is. Um, three hundred five. <laughs> I lost him. Where Uh-oh. did you go, buddy? Oh, I, ha- Where I had. Where did you go? Where did you go? Not him specifically. He pulled up ago. The 112 tied oh, with Terrence Ma- Terrence Marshall for the 112. I apologize, guys. That is not a deep dive. I just guess I hadn't done enough homework. Wow. I hadn't either. I was just, I was uh, like I said, when I was doing, when I was trying to pick out players for the I, show, I was just kind of, I'm like, ooh, that's a pretty good situation right there. Let's look I, at that guy, you know? And so, like St. Brown being Goff's slot receiver, maybe not this year, mm. but maybe in year two. You know, if, okay, if Goff okay. makes it to a year or two in Detroit, like that could be a real thing right there, man. I, th- I still think I feel better about uh, Elijah Moore and Terrace Marshall in that area. I th- I think that's way too high myself, but, you know, hey, whatever, man. Oh, whatever. St. Brown? Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Now, Rashad Bateman. I like, anyway, let's not do that again. Let's, no. let's, let's roll, let's, let's like roll into our vets and let's do it real, real, real quick. Yes, yes. I'm up first, right? Yeah. All right, we've kind of already echoed this about about this team. Panthers, Sam Darnold is my pick. 
Um, we're I not wanted, Panthers fans. We're not Panthers fans. But I think what I wanted to do with my vet pick about winners in the draft was something that touched all bases, something that uh, a quarterback, a, uh, a position in an offense where it's you're raising the level of all these players, your DJ Moores, et cetera. Uh, players we've already touched on here. Panthers have done for Darnold what the Jets and Gates never did, and I love it. I am high on this offense for fantasy purposes. He'll get a healthy CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. They drafted these folks. Also offensive tackle Brady Christensen. Uh, tight end Tommy Trimble, who Josh talked about. A great name. Uh, and running, we didn't even touch on running back Chuba Hubbard. Uh, we hope. I, I know as a fantasy uh, fan, I want to see less CMC. I know that sounds crazy because he's just got hurt and we want to see 90% but, in all the and, fantasy. Well, and Chuba points. Hubbard too is, Chuba, I'm sorry, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. He is also, he's a very like CMC-esque kind of guy. He's quick. He's fast, guys. This is a sprinter. So he's going to be schemed. He's not going to be running into the, you know, like this is going to be called in the right plays. We're going to see a breather. What I believe they should do, we'll see a breather for CMC here and there and it'll greatly help CMC's production and longevity because we're staring an 18 mm-hmm. game season straight in the eyes. 17. I'm sorry, 17. <laughs> 18 in two or three years, probably. Um, probably. So, yeah, I'm big big on what Darnold's going to do for the, in this offense. Uh, I mean, just great value if you're a streamer and redraft. Can I mean, you might even be able to not draft this guy and pick him up on waivers, you know. Sam Darnold? Uh, yeah. yeah, and, and I in, think – In redraft, single I think quarterback the, leagues. I think the big thing to say about Sam Darnold, too, and why he's a big winner – is they didn't draft a quarterback at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And the last thing I had about him is uh, schematically, he's going to have speed and yak all over the offense. The defenses are going to have a tough time keeping up with this offense. And if the defense can just improve a bit, mm-hmm. I, I'm high on what this offense can do. I know it's Sam Darnold. Yep. I know it's a little bit polarizing, but I, I'm, a, I'm a fan this year. This, this, um, I mean, this front office and, and, or, and, or, um, coaching uh, staff they they apparently really see something in sam darnold and they're just good they're just going to take his jets career and throw it out the window or his jets career and just chalk it up to adam gase being gase mm-hmm. and just being a, a kind of an, an incompetent fop you know like just yep that's just throw it out the window they see nicely. that they can mold sam darnold into something and I mean, the really, kid was if a first anything, round pick, you know, out of a big time college guy. So I, yeah, it doesn't mean that he's going to hit. It just means there's might be something there. Yeah. Yep. Um, my veteran guy that I wanted to spotlight, who's a winner from the draft. I actually cheated on this one because you know it's our show and we can we can break our own rules, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I cheated and I went with Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. Now you might want to. I might. Why you might want to say, oh. well, why not Allen Robinson? Well, everyone knows who Allen Robinson is. So I wanted to go a little bit deeper on the Bears. That's chart. why I did the same. I, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, like people, a lot of people know who Darnell Mooney is too. But mm-hmm. I think that Mooney has a lot of opportunity ahead of him, especially with even if, even if it's um, Andy Dalton to start the season with. You know, because you're going to have Allen Robinson and he's going to get the best coverage. Darnell Mooney's going to be there on the other side. Do you know, I told you beforehand, but did you know how many targets that Mooney had last year with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky? Right how terrible his targets were? What's that? Right around 100. Yep. It was just shy of 198. Caught oh. 61 of those for 631 yards. That's almost 10 yards of reception. 60% right there. or whatever that is. is, that, is it's it's is, more than, what's that? That's a 60% catch rate ish. 
off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, sixty percent of the time, that's it works every time. With Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Well, right. and that's, and that yeah. the, the this coaching staff and like they know what Mooney can do. They were trying to get him the ball. Like they were designing plays to get Darnell Mooney the the ball. And Cole Komet is their tight end. Yes, I know Jimmy Graham is still there. I know that, but I think Jimmy Graham at the point at this point in his career is a short yardage slash end zone guy. Absolutely. That's all he's, he's, he's not there do for much between the twenties. Exactly. I, and I think that's going to be Cole Komet. I think that this Cole Komet could be a real breakout tight end this season. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton has histories of using his tight ends going back to his Cincinnati days. He did it with Dallas as well with um, whatever that guy's name is. The, that the, was a there's... Notre Dame kid that we can't remember the name. The other Notre yeah. Dame tight end. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to throw those two names out there real quick, and that these guys are winners from this. They came out as winners in this draft. Allen Robinson as well. They got Justin Fields. So even at some point, even if Fields starts the season, I mean, they, everyone always says a tight end is a young quarterback's best friend. That's going to be, I think, that's going to be mainly Cole Komet. And I mean, the Bears used two years ago. Yeah, two years ago they used um, a second round pick on the guy. So obviously, and it was this front office too so they i mean and he was like the best tight end in that draft so i just think that cole that cole Komet is he just has like breakout potential written all over him all over him darnell mooney same way you know like he kind of broke out last year anyways i would like to see it see more touchdowns but with better quarterbacking both these guys can get better yeah for sure like we said at the top of the show it Next week, we are doing the losers of the NFL draft. And losers. Um, I'm not going right. to say that Rondell Moore was a loser, but he certainly was for redraft. And oh, that's probably gonna, all I'm going to say gonna, about that. You're going to tease it. Okay. Maybe. Let's talk. Um, that's, uh, that's probably all I'm going to say about that. So we're going to do losers next week. We're going to do We're going to try and figure out how to stream a mock draft. Um, yes. It's happening. We are. T- we are talking about moving over to stream to stream on Twitch or on uh, YouTube instead of Twitch. Um, mainly, that is just some behind the scenes things that we decided to do. We don't need to bore you with the details. Um, but if you're watching us on YouTube, you can check us out on podcast format wherever you can get your podcasts, whether it is from Google or Apple. If it is on Apple, please rate and review us. That's always great. If it is from Stan, your local podcast dealer that you got him from behind your grocery store, um, a probably not the best way to get a podcast, but you know, hey, whatever, you got to do what you got to do, right? Um, If you are listening in podcast format, you can watch us on YouTube. Every episode is available in video format, and you can find us on YouTube or the Ukrainian dark web, whatever. (laughs) It doesn't really matter to us. We just care that you watch us, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Tell your frenemies. Button. So when we go live, you know, on YouTube, I'm telling you folks, it's happening in a few weeks, yep. next few weeks. And so we will be streaming. And as of right now, we are, we have a Twitch channel, but eventually there will be a YouTube channel for streaming. We already have a YouTube video channel. As I just mentioned, um, Chris, you got vaccinated, right? How did that work out for you? Worked out great. Uh, I got it done right before your visit last week. Um, you got yeah. the tireds, but that was about it, right? Yeah, I mean, it wiped me out, but I just think it's a matter of body type and maybe even heredity. Like, it's just, yeah. you know. It, it I got vaccinated, like, uh, I think it's been three months now or something like that that I've been vaccinated. Yeah, three months. 
and uh, I had zero side effects. So if you haven't been vaccinated, please go do get it. your vaccine. Yeah. Um, anyone will do. They're all pretty much exactly the same. So other than one's uh, one shot, and the other is our twos. You know, whatever. Until then, please keep. Until they tell us to stop wearing masks, please keep wearing your mask. It is important for all those who have not been vaccinated. And vaccines only work up to you know like a certain percentage too. And when you have millions of people vaccinated, some people are is, are going to slip through the cracks and still get sick. Fair. So mm -hmm. keep wearing your mask until they tell us not to. Until then, everyone, have a goodbye and stay safe. We love you. Peace. Ya. Peace.